Hi, my name's Madalena Kay, and I'm the host of the podcast AI and You, produced by Europod in partnership with Podium Podcast, Agence France Press, and Cora Media. In AI and You, we deal with the history of AI and how it is having an impact on our lives. From social relationships to employment, from climate change to wars and security. Is AI changing our world for the better or the worse? Come and check it out for yourself. Subscribe to AI and You wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Europod. Δεν ξέρω αν είναι θετικό στην εμπειρία ενό πολιτικού να μην. I don't know if it is positive for a politician not to have experienced this bitter taste of power loss because and this happens for every person, this leads them to think twice about their own mistakes, to realize when their beliefs were right or wrong. So, I would say that this is probably the only drawback for someone who manages to stay in power for 16 consecutive years without losing any electoral contest throughout all this time. The truth is that the impression I had of Angela Merkel before meeting her was a bit different. At that time, I want to remind you that we were at a moment of great tension. Greece had found itself in the eye of the storm, at the heart of the fiscal crisis in Europe, and Germany insisted it would not take a step back from its severe austerity policy. So, a lot of tension had erupted. And during that period, she had avoided meeting with me, and so did I. In the first few months, I visited other country leaders, and I didn't go to Germany. This may have annoyed her. I was trying to seek alliances, shaping the field of political negotiations from the beginning, and she had avoided inviting me to Berlin for a meeting. I met her at the first summit in Brussels, in which I took part, and she was extremely polite, yet at the same time firm in her beliefs. Sometime later, however, she invited me to Berlin, telling me that it was better to talk to each other in person rather than behind each other's back. And I met Angela Merkel at the Chancellery at a very critical first meeting, where I found her to be very well prepared. 
The meeting lasted, if I remember correctly, more than seven hours, which is extremely long for a regular meeting between leaders. So she was prepared and informed in detail, and I could see her determination to find solutions to the problems. Despite the fact, I repeat, that she usually remained persistent in her positions. I remember this long meeting in the Chancellery, where we had essentially agreed on our disagreements, and we had not bridged any differences. The meeting was very revealing, but very hard in its essence, where one could say that the conclusion was a disappointment in the end because of this large gap in our approaches. However, I will not forget how at the end of the meeting she took me aside and, almost in a maternal way, told me, I want you to know that, despite the disagreements, I will do everything I can to help find a solution, and I want you to know that any time you face difficulties, not only concerning our differences, but governing in general, I will be on the other end of the phone line to accept your call and help you. This attitude was in absolute contrast to the initial stance, the one of the blame game, when we wouldn't even call each other on the phone. My opinion about her beliefs hasn't changed. But my opinion on the way she seemed to have an emotional connection with her counterparts did the way she was approaching problems, the way she thinks in general. I think that today I cannot be objective about the feelings associated with those days, because all the years have passed since then. You are talking about a six-month period that had very intense moments at the end of it. The referendum, the very difficult agreement. But then elections were held again in Greece and there were another four years of very difficult efforts made by our government to get the country out of the economic crisis, to restore growth, so that the country would recover in all sectors, not only regarding the economy, but also to restore social normality and at the same time restore the country's trust and credibility in the EU. And all this was done in close cooperation with all European leaders and with Angela Merkel. So, it is difficult to talk only about those six months because I have also experienced the following years. Obviously, we got to know each other very well and we went through very difficult times. So, maybe during the night of the referendum, we did not want to talk to each other. We were so outraged with one another. But the European Union has this culture of dialogue and mutual concessions in order to move forward. And that is what happened in the next period. Those mutual concessions were made. <laughs> 
Και αυτό έγινε το επόμενο διάστημα. Αυτές οι αμοιβέ υποχωρήσει έγιναν. Πιστεύω λοιπόν ότι μέσα από όλη αυτή τη διαδικασία προφανώς και κατανοήσαμε πολύ καλά ο ένας τον άλλον και είδαμε και So, I think through this whole process, we obviously understood each other very well and we saw a lot of positive and negative aspects of each other. And in general, what I want to say is that Angela Merkel is a persistent politician, a politician who does not easily back down. But what is characteristic to her is her commitment to find solutions to even the greatest difficulties for the greater good. That is, to keep the EU moving forward, bring prosperity to the citizens of Europe. In favor of this goal, she usually sets aside her political costs, and this is a rare feature for political leaders. Νομίζω ότι η Άγγελα Μέρκελ έχει, έχει καθοριστικά επηρεαστεί στον τρόπο με τον οποίο. I think Angela Merkel has been decisively influenced in the way she thinks and manages things both by her East German background and by her Protestant family. Her father was a pastor, but she has, and she always had, a very strong sense of humanism in the way she thinks. As far as the economic theory is concerned, she has embraced from a very young age the neoliberal approach, the market economy and the logic of neoliberalism. When she was given the chance in the refugee crisis, she showed a completely different self, a completely different approach. So I believe that she soon realized much bigger things were at stake than fiscal stability. As before in the economic crisis, because the refugee crisis of 2015 threatened the core of the humanistic values that have held the Western world together for centuries, by leaders of countries that in the 21st century treated persecuted families with babies in their arms as if these families were invaders, threatening the European morals and way of life. And in that case, Merkel's attitude was crucial in managing this crisis, at least in a way compatible with the fundamental principles of humanism. And I think that Merkel's contribution was one of the most crucial elements of her legacy of her 16 years as Chancellor. I think that one of the main, one of the key aspects that characterized Angela Merkel was not to take decisions quickly in order to finally tilt the balance towards her own advantage and make decisions without much political costs. 
She was fully aware that the European Union is a very complicated mosaic, that it is not easy to reach consensus between 28 countries and that, at the end of the day, the weight on the negotiations table leans towards the most powerful countries, the economically strong powers such as Germany. So, I think it was a strategy for her to delay taking a decision, because she did not want decisions to be taken out of conflicts. She wanted for them to be taken smoothly. In the refugee issue, however, things were different, and had she not taken a decision, the balance would not have tilted towards her own position. But it would have been eventually the refugee flows to weigh on the decision table towards those who already had a very extreme position, which is not in line with the fundamental principles of European civilization and the EU values. I think that there she showed quick reflexes. She made quick decisions. She was forced to make them and she paid the political cost for them. If there was someone from the same party in the leadership, an extremist or a populist, I think Europe would have experienced perhaps one of the darkest pages of its history. If one-tenth of what is happening today would have happened in 2010, Europe would have avoided a very big crisis. Not so much the fiscal and economic crisis, but the political crisis. Because Europe and the Euro may have survived from a purely economic perspective, but the political trauma, the cracks, the divisions, the conflicts that have given rise to an anti-Europeanism and an anti-European logic that have fostered the populists of the far right who today strongly dispute the European project. All of this is due to the way the European Union and its leading power, Germany, have handled the crisis from 2010 onwards. Although Angela Merkel would have liked to take more steps towards a policy of understanding the problems, she faced serious obstacles within her own country, and especially within her own party, and a minister of finance who was dogmatic and rigid in dealing with the financial crisis. However, I believe that it's not the ideal legacy she leaves behind despite the fact that recent developments show her becoming wiser after her mistakes during the economic crisis. After all, it was her leadership that paved the way for a different approach to the pandemic crisis. So, I believe that a leader's ability to learn from their mistakes is very important. 
However, mistakes are written in history. The lesson is that in politics you have to face difficult times and decisions always guided by the interests of the country, the people you represent and your ideas, obviously. Not with a view to the temporary political costs or benefits, because in this age of rapid communication, this impression is very temporary, it comes and goes. However, difficult decisions when you make the right choice are decisions that stay. They become timeless. The political cost can be measured over a period of a few months, but a right decision remains in history. This is, I think, the key lesson. Μια ορθή απόφαση όμως μένει στην ιστορία. Αυτό νομίζω ότι είναι το βασικό δίδαγμα. Η Ευρώπη γίνεται ολοένα και περισσότερο Γερμανική Ευρώπη και η Γερμανία ολοένα και λιγότερο Ευρωπαϊκή Γερμανία. Europe is becoming more and more a German Europe. And Germany is becoming less and less a European Germany, regardless of Merkel's role. This happens because the strategy of political integration has not been chosen, but only the strategy of monetary and economic union. And in a monetary and economic union, de facto the most economically powerful country will dominate. So if we want to be not indulgent, but fair, and objective towards Merkel's leadership, she tried to make Germany think more in solidarity with the other countries. In other words, she tried to make Germany more European. And she did not succeed in making Europe less German, but she tried to make Germany more European. Ναι, νομίζω ότι η βασική κληρονομιά της, ε, της Άγγελα Μέρκελ τα 16-17 χρόνια στην Ευρωπαϊκή στην ηγεσία της Γερμανίας I think that Angela Merkel's main legacy during these 16 years in the German leadership and in the EU leadership, in a way, is that she was a principled leader who served in a principled way in very crucial times. The EU has gone through major crises all these years, and in every circumstance, regardless of the disagreements that one may have with her, she has shown an absolute sense of responsibility. Her legacy is that she managed crisis, many times with the wrong political positions, but with honesty, with perseverance. And she managed to keep the EU united throughout these crises. There has not been either a breakup of the Eurozone during all this time, nor some development that could historically stain her own legacy. Κατάφερε λοιπόν αυτές τις πολύ μεγάλες κρίσεις να τις διαχειριστεί χωρίς να υπάρχουν 
So she managed to tackle these very important crises without any negative impact that historically would have weighed both on her and on Europe. But she is leaving Europe and Germany in uncertainty. We are in a period of uncertainty and the next few years will determine whether all these efforts that she has made have finally created a fertile ground for Europe to return to prosperity and for its citizens to feel secure again and to start loving Europe as their common home. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you want to hear more podcasts that get to the bottom of things that stand out in the ambient noise? Join Europod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our newsletter. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Discover our brand new website at www.europod.eu and join us in our fight. Europod. Clear the noise. Start to listen. Listen.